0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com.
1: We're Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and tonight my husband Kyle and I will discuss the NCAA South Region Cross-Country Championship meet.
0: Well, that was a mouthful.
1: That was... And I'm not feeling great, so that used up all of my air in my lungs.
0: So if you hear me talking like this, this is me, me, me trying to cover my mouth from Jessica getting me sick.
1: I'm trying not to get you sick.
0: So she's struggling a little bit tonight, so y'all give her a little bit of a, you know, we'll leeway. You know, there's probably going to be some things said that aren't very intelligible. She might be hallucinating Ooh. a little bit, you know.
1: You are so rude to your <laughs> sick wife.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you actually, you know, still coming through with the episode for our listeners, even though you're sick.
1: I appreciate being invited even though I'm sick. You know, it's a good race and I feel like we need to discuss it.
0: We definitely do because, you know, not a lot of attention gets paid to cross-country. And this is definitely one of those things that you want to pay attention to with championships.
1: Amen. So, Kyle, this meet was held on November 9th at the Appalachian Regional Park in Tallahassee, Florida.
0: This sounds like a place in Alabama. I know it's right? in Tallahassee, Florida, but Appalachian, like just with Tallapoosa, Tallahassee. Or it
1: like the Appalachian Trail. The
0: Appalachian Trail. You'd think it would be up or in... Or is it
1: Appalachian? Appalachian? Anyway.
0: It feels like it should be up in northern Alabama, somewhere where the mountains meet, you know, Agreed. the foothills. So anyway, just an aside there for weird names in the South.
1: That's fair. So there were a total of 38 women's teams and 33 men's teams that were represented at the South region. Um, And just a reminder that the top two teams automatically qualify for nationals. And then after that, the top four individual runners that are not part of one of the NCAA qualifying teams will also advance.
0: What I find interesting here is it's only the top two teams. Yeah. Out of a field of thirty-eight women and thirty-three men's teams. Like that's I expected out of a regional that maybe the top five would go, the top five teams. But I guess they I mean, there's so many teams that compete in cross country that they've got to whittle it down to something, but that's just that is quite a feat to get out of a pack of thirty something individuals. And be one of the top two teams out of there as a team to get out of there.
1: Agreed. It's a very narrow margin to make it into the Nationals.
0: And even still, when you divide that up amongst individuals across, you know, so 33 teams, what we have probably, you know, how many runners qualify? Five. Our top five runners qualify. So just do the math there and think how many people that you have to compete against across 38 teams in a region just to be in the top four individually. Quite a feat in cross country.
1: Very good math. I'm surprised you even thought about that. Good you, job, Boo.
0: I, you know, I struggle with the math sometimes, but every once in a while, I have my moments.
1: You had something smart come out of your mouth.
0: Oh wow! Mm.
1: All right. So why don't you read this quote that David Barnett said about the runners prior to the race?
0: Sure. He says, "I think Silas and Joyce are both capable of making it to nationals." Coach David Barnett said. Of course, just like every other sport, you have you have to do it on the day. I think they're definitely mentally and physically at their best right now. Uh, than any other point in the season, and I'm expecting them to have solid races. So, there's a little bit of foreshadowing to what we're about to talk about, but maybe not, you know, one thing happened and another didn't here, but I'm very happy that we do have something to celebrate going forward for co- cross-country.
1: Wow, you have just kind of killed the vibe, so I just yeah, I'm let's just... just remind people at the SEC Championship meet. So, just a reminder, Joyce Camelli finished fifth at the SEC Championship meet, and Silas Kipnagic... P- p- That (laughs) finished 13th, which was the best performance by an Auburn freshman since 2011. So that's why coach David Barnett was so excited going into the national, the, the South region.
0: Well, and that's, you know, they've been the two front runners the entire season. Yep. There's not been anybody on Auburn's team that's really challenged them for that lead runner for either the men's or the women's squad. So, I you know, I'm not surprised that he was expecting the two of them to be the best chances to go. But it would have been nice to have a surprise, you know. Uh, We've got some names that, like Mercy Kiprop, who's kind of at least got close to, you know, Joyce a little bit. So maybe she might have been considered at some point. But those are probably your best two bets.
1: Well, all right. Well, let's move on to this meet and talk about the South Region meet. So for the women, they ran a 6K. And overall, I was pretty pleased. Out of 38 teams, the women placed 12th with 349 points. So I'm not upset about that at all.
0: That's over, you know, you beat over half the teams in terms of team scoring there. So I can't be upset at that at all.
1: Well, yeah, you also beat over a third. You know, you were in the top third. Well, that's so.
0: true. I, see, look, I told you I have my moments with math, and then I struggle. So you got to give me a little bit of credit. Bless it.
1: <laughs> so our front runner was Joyce Camelli. She finished fourth in a time of 20 minutes, 33.1 seconds, which advances her to the NCAA championship meet.
0: Woo, congratulations, Joyce.
1: Yes, and actually this is her second consecutive top 10 finish.
0: I thought she made it into the top 10. Yep. Is this top 10 like overall for her career or top 10 for <laughs> just this year?
1: Second consecutive, you know Second that means con- like meet after meet. As
0: we just established, the math just don't just ignore me. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, <laughs> next we had Mercy Kiprop. She finished seventy fourth with a time of twenty two minutes nineteen point three seconds. Followed by Cassie Bibu finishing eighty third in a time of twenty two minutes twenty eight point five seconds. Louisa McPherson finished 97th in a time of 22 minutes, 42.7 seconds, followed up by Frances Patrick, who finished 115th in 23 minutes, 2.6 seconds.
0: I want to come back to the other ones in just a second, but Frances Patrick, have we talked about her a lot this year? We
1: have, actually. I
0: thought we had, but like, I just can't remember how, if she's kind of been that fifth. Uh, score for us on the women's side most of the time where she's kind of made her way up into you know higher rankings. There us. She's
1: usually fourth or fifth for us so like. solid performance by her.
0: Yeah and so again you got Mercy Kiprock in second. It's, you know it's been Joyce and Mercy 1-2 throughout most of the year for us it feels like. Um, I know I said that Mercy usually is right behind Joyce when you look at this placement at times. It's not the case for this meet but I do feel like that it, at occasions she's come close to what Joyce could do. I still ask the question: Where is Brenda Kiggen in all this, and what might have you know been had she been part of the team this year?
1: Well, she actually competed.
0: Oh, go down here.
1: Um, in this meet, unfortunately, um, she finished 178th in a time of 24 minutes 32.2 seconds. Um, so that's kind of a shock because last year Brenda qualified for nationals. Um, she also qualified in 2015. So that kind of tells me that something's going on this year. She's had. Probably an injury.
0: Okay, that's what I was thinking, because that is not the Brenda Kigen that we know.
1: No, it's not. Um, Let's also not forget Presley Weems, who finished between Francis and Brenda. Um, Presley finished 142nd in a time of 23 minutes, 34.6 seconds.
0: I was about to ask, where is Weems? Because, you know, I I was used to hearing her name up in there as well. So, but I guess... I'm a little disappointed for Brenda because she was so dominant yeah. for so long that an injury may be plaguing her from getting up there. But it doesn't take anything away from uh, Joyce Camelli and everyone else that competed here because they deserve the spotlight there and they represented Auburn well. And we'll have one of our ladies going on to nationals.
1: Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about the men.
0: All right. So the men competed in a 10K, whereas the women competed in a 6K Overall, they placed 18th with 408 points. So, again, not a bad team placement for Auburn. For, you know, that has, I won't say struggled, but not done as well as we might have thought they had done at some races. So, on the big stage, in the South Regional. Getting the 18th placement out of 30-something teams, that's really good. 33 teams.
1: 33 teams. I agree. I think that's a really something to celebrate after this year.
0: It's a really good stepping stone to build off of. And speaking of stepping stones, since we're talking about a very popular freshman, Silas kipton was our top runner for the men. He earned the All-South Region Honors with an 11th place finish in 31 minutes, 45.2 seconds. So sadly, you know, the coach's prediction will not come True, Silas will not be going to Nationals, uh, but not a bad finish overall for him.
1: Agreed. Very happy for him.
0: So let's move on to the next scoring athletes for us. Tommy McDonough finished 45th overall with 32 minutes, 43.4 seconds. Jack Rogers finished 113th, 34 minutes, 37.1 seconds. Andy Smith finished 127th in 35 minutes, 32.8 seconds. And then Alex Tucker in 134th place with 35 minutes, 52.4 seconds. We also had Ryan Lee. He did not score for us on this, correct?
1: Correct. Good job.
0: But he also, we want to give him his recognition too, 146th place with a time of 36.45.6 seconds. So those are your scores and your competitors that have uh, times for Auburn. No surprise with Silas at the top. Tommy McDonough, Jack Rogers, Andy Smith, all names that we've gotten familiar with there. I think we've got kind of a flip-flop scenario where we've talked about in previous seasons where the men were kind of the ones setting the pace and the women were young and kind of coming up. Now you've got this. It's the It's the opposite way. It's kind of cyclical, you know? Yeah. Imagine what would happen if we had a men's and a women's team on the same kind of, you know. Playing be, field.
1: Then they'd be like Arkansas and dominate, dominate just across the board.
0: If you guys don't know that, if you want to know who is the, you know, dominant, so unfortunately we have to say it in football, it is Alabama right now. Unfortunately. In, a, in equestrian, it's Auburn. Woo-hoo! But in cross country, it is Arkansas. They are at the top every single time, as well as track and field, too.
1: Yeah, actually, and I think Arkansas is actually even better at track and field. Um, Wisconsin. Um, Oregon. Oregon's usually pretty dominant in cross country. Um, Which, fun fact... Did you know that, you know, we're in Oregon. Let me see if I can get this story out. Okay. Okay. Cross-country spikes were created by Bill Bowerman, the Oregon cross-country coach who Steve Prefontaine ran for. So I just bought a pair of tennis shoes the other day because they were on sale. I don't actually have a tennis shoe preference, but I bought Nikes and a Bill Bowerman quote is inside them. And it kind of reminds me of cross-country because obviously he was a cross-country coach. So... Just thought that was kind of a neat little thing. A little
0: small world there. A little tangent to go off on. There we go. There. Um
1: So, our final cross-country meet podcast thingy-majig will be next week. So, we will return for Joyce Camelli's performance at the NCAA Championships. She competes on November 17th in Madison, Wisconsin.
0: And since we'll only be able to really talk about Joyce's performance, that's, you know, we're not going to stretch out 10 minutes just for her. We'll talk maybe about some of the other results there and kind of talk about who won the national championship for the teams, who had the best time overall, and maybe take a retrospective look back at the season as a whole. But that will be our final podcast for cross country, not track and field, but for cross country for the season.
1: And then we move on to another.
0: Which you don't like the indoors. You I like don't country. like
1: the indoor, but I. To be honest, I do love track and field more than cross country. (laughs) So, that's all we've got. So, Kyle, if anybody wants to talk to you about the national meet, where can they do that?
0: If you want to talk with me about cross country and do math wrong together, you can get me (laughs) on social media at TigerEye24.
1: And if anybody would like to talk about Bill Bowerman or just cross country in general, you can find me on Twitter at Jessica RN. So, until next time, War Eagle.
0: War Eagle.